0: Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Good morning, beautiful people. How are you today? Are you good? Can we give a big cheer to Zeph and our worship team this morning, please? We love you. We love you guys so much. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so good. So good. Absolutely amazing. We are so blessed, aren't we? Uh, Who is loving this cold weather right now? Oh, I can see hands going up. Really? Oh, who is a winter person here who loves the winter months? Give me a wave. Who's a summer person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a few more summers in the house, but all you winter people enjoy it. Soak it up. <laughs> oh, I feel the cold in winter. I, um, I have this little thing that I say to myself most days at the moment. It's, it might be raining outside, but it's sunny on the inside. (laughs) I'm like, Jesus, it might be raining out there, but it's going to be sunny in here. Amen. (laughs) So I want to pray this morning and then I'm looking forward to sharing. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you're here in this place. We thank you that you desire to meet with us and be with us even more than we could know or comprehend. We thank you, Lord, that you get excited to be here. You get excited to be with us. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And Holy Spirit, we ask and invite you to come and fall afresh on us this morning. We ask that you would saturate and drench every place within our heart and in our lives. Lord, you know us inside out. You know every hair on our head. And we ask that you would just come and fill us today like only you can do. Fill us and refresh us. In the beautiful name of Jesus, and everyone said, "Amen." Well, I'm looking forward to sharing this morning, and I uh, we had some lovely time this week on Skype with meeting with uh, a man called Michael Broder. He works in. Bethel Church in Redding, California. And he also works for Catch the Fire Ministries with John and Carol Arnett and Kate and Duncan. So we had a wonderful Skype time. The time differences are interesting to navigate between Australia and pretty much anywhere else in the world. So that was always fun. But we had a lovely time sharing with him. And I have to say when he asks us, you know, how are you going and how is your church? And there's a lot that's happened with COVID, right? There's a lot going on in the world. We feel incredibly blessed and humbled to be able to just say, we are so grateful for our family. We are so grateful for our harvest family. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. We really are so blessed, We really are. There are so many places that have gone through huge amounts, as we all have, but many places that maybe haven't recovered or are still struggling to recover. And and this is where we believe Kingdom Family is the heartbeat. (laughs) It's people loving people. It's family loving family. It's the entire body of Christ loving one another. Amen. And we are so blessed to have that here. And we love you guys. And we love that you do that so well. (laughs) You really do. We're blessed. We're blessed. We are blessed. So this morning, I am sharing on stepping into a new season. Recently, I had the, the privilege and the blessing of being in the warm land in Darwin, northern Australia. We have a beautiful country, by the way, don't we? We are so incredibly blessed. I love Australia. I love Australia. I was on the plane on the way home, and I felt the Holy Spirit whisper to me, one of those moments where you just catch what he says and you just breathe for a minute and go, oh, that's you. I feel you, Holy Spirit. He said, some seasons are for taking ground and some seasons are for standing your ground. And I went, oh, Jesus. And I knew in my heart that the Lord was saying that we are stepping out of a season where we have had to stand our ground and we are stepping into a season where it is coming time to take new ground. Amen. 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 And I really feel that we are stepping into a place where the Lord is going to bring the fruition of promises and He's going to bring to birth some of the things that He's planted in our hearts. And we are stepping into a season where we are going to see the fulfillment of those promises. But I know in my heart that we are coming to a place where it's time to take new ground again. It's time to step out in faith again. It's time to believe again. It's time to rise up with strength and courage again and take a hold of what the Lord is doing in us and what he's placed upon us. It's time. It's time. I don't know about you, but when we go through hard seasons, it can knock you around a little bit. It can be challenging. Sometimes, you know, we we get knocked down and we just think, oh gosh, here we go again. But it's not about how many times we get knocked down. It's not about how many hard things we go through. It's about what we do with that and how we rise back up again. We all go through challenges, amen? You can look around right now to the beautiful people sitting on your right and on your left and you can know that you are in good company. Have a good look at them, that good-looking person sitting next to you. We are all in the same boat. We are all part of the same family and we are all going through things and we all have that common ground. And it's something that now more than ever, really, we are all going through this. We have all been through a lot and we are all going through a lot. But the thing is, is God is still on the throne and he is still in control. And he knows what's happening. He still is the same God that spoke into the heavens and the earth and created the world that we're living in. He's still the same God sitting on the throne. And he knows, and he's excited. I feel it in my spirit. There's more coming. There's more coming. I want to read this morning from, if you've got your Bible with me, turn to Ephesians chapter 6, or if you've got your Bible app on your phone. Ephesians 6, and it says this, verse 10, Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness and against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the day of evil and having done everything to stand firm. I really believe that we have been in a season where we have needed to stand firm. And having done everything, the Lord says, once you've done everything that you can, when you've prayed, when you've put on the armor of God, and when you've um, exhausted every other avenue, He says, stand firm. And I really believe that we are coming out of that season where we've been called to stand firm. And for some of us, that's been shaken to the core, amen. Amen. <laughs> For some of us, we feel like that has almost been taken away from us in some places. It's been a challenging time and our faith has been challenged with fear and the enemy has sought to try and steal, kill and destroy the good things of what the Lord has been doing. But my Bible tells me in John 10.10 that the thief might come to try and steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and I have come that they may have life to the full. This is the God we love. This is the the Jesus that we love and adore. This is who he is. So we have come from a season where we have needed to stand firm. And I don't know about you, but there are some seasons that I look at and I go, gosh, gosh. It kind of feels like I, I, I don't know what's happened or I almost feel like I've taken 10 steps backwards when I've wanted to take steps forward or it's been one step forward, one step back. But the truth is, is if you're here today and if you're still standing, I want to celebrate with you because the, the truth is, is that is an incredible achievement in a difficult season to stand, yeah. having done all to stand. If you are still standing, celebrate that you are standing. Sometimes when the enemy tries to, to come knocking on our door, the only thing that we can do is stand and say, Not today. I know who I am and I know who my God is. And the 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 water might be raging, the storm might be raging, but I'm gonna stand firm. And we're coming from a season where we've needed to stand firm. And I believe the Lord is calling us into a season where it's time to take new ground. Many years ago, when I just became a new mum, Jordan was just a few months old in my arms. And I remember to this day, standing in our lounge room, holding my beautiful little baby And our house was filled with young people and we had what was called youth house in that time. And once a month the the young people would come and we'd worship and we'd have a great time. And I was standing there with Jordan in my arms... And I remember in that moment as a new mum looking at him and being overwhelmed with the measure of love that I had. It's, you know, you can't describe it. (laughs) It's a kind of love that just goes far beyond words. And in that moment, in my heart, I looked at him and I knew that I would give anything for him. I'd give my life if I needed to. Because that kind of love is stronger than death. It's a love that is fierce And it is deep. And I felt in that morning God's heart for us, that kind of love that he has for you and me, the kind of love that says, I'll give my son in your place. And I felt the Lord's whisper in my heart. And I wasn't expecting what he was speaking to me because I was in this season of being a new mom. And I was in this season of being completely head over heels in love with my little baby. And I wouldn't let him go day and night. And this was my season I was in. And in that moment, in the middle of worship, if the Lord was going to speak anything to me, I thought it would be about that season I was in. But he whispered to my heart and he said, you will lead these people to inherit the land. You see, I was expecting a word for the season that I was in, but the Lord was speaking to me about a season that was yet to come. Quite often when we are about to step into a new season, the Lord has been preparing us. The Lord has been speaking to us. There's been whispers of his spirit in our lives preparing us for the season that is yet to come. And I went to bed that night and I wrote down in my journal, I looked up what that verse was. I didn't even know what it was when he spoke it to me and I I read Joshua 1 and he said, you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their forefathers to give them. And I had no idea at the time of what that meant, but I knew that the Lord was speaking. So if you've got your Bible, turn with me, Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. Joshua and the Israelites were at the edge of the Jordan River, and the Lord was leading them into the promised land. And God said to Joshua, he said, be strong and courageous, for you shall give these people possession of the land which I swore to their forefathers to give them. "'Only be strong and very courageous. "'Be careful to do according to the law "'which Moses, my servant, commanded. "'And do not turn from the right or to the left "'so that you may have success wherever you go. "'The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, "'but you shall meditate on it day and night, "'so that you will be careful to do "'according to all that is written in it. "'For then you will make your way prosperous.'" And then you will have success. Verse 9, the Lord says again to Joshua, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You see, when God leads us to step into new ground, sometimes we think or we hope it's going to be a nice little easy journey. But it's not always like that, amen? God led the Israelites out of Egypt and he led them through the desert land until they came to the promised land. And you see, God told Joshua on the edge of that place and it was time to step in and take new ground. God said to Joshua three times, be strong and courageous. And in the end, he says, have I not commanded you? It's time to be strong. It's time to be courageous. When God calls us to step out and to take new ground, it takes courage and it takes strength. When I see someone standing up, even if they fall a hundred times, my admiration is for the fact that they're getting up and they're trying. I've been reading a book at the moment and some books for me are just wonderful books that I just float through. Other books are like a double-edged sword that go deep. And this book is a double-edged sword and I tell you it's going deep. But one of the things in this book that, this, um, that the author says, he says, you know, we're told as kids a lot of time that if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. Put your best in. If you're going to do it, you better do a good job. And he said the honest truth is, is that we're all going to fail. There is not any one of us that hits the bullseye the very first time. If you have, then I'm impressed. <laughs> But he says the more accurate thing to say should be, if it's worth doing, it's worth failing at a thousand times until I get it right. You see, it's amazing. We can end up putting this pressure on ourselves, but God is calling us to be strong and courageous. Does that mean we'll get it right? Not always. Does it matter? Not really. What really matters is the obedience. So God called Joshua to the edge of the promised land and he said, be strong and courageous. It's time to step into the promised land. And you see, they could have stepped into the promised land 40 years earlier, except for when they sent spies into the land, they came back with the report that we are like grasshoppers in the sight. These people are like giants. And their fear rose up and they said to Moses, we can't do this. This is too hard. They had forgotten that it wasn't them that was meant to accomplish it. It was God in them who was going to accomplish it. They took their eyes off the one who called them to do it and put their eyes on themselves. Whenever we put our eyes on ourselves, whenever I put my eyes on myself, we see our own limitations. We see our weaknesses. We see our vulnerability and we see our inability And we can often go, God, it's too hard and we step back. But when we put our eyes on the one that calls us, the one that gives us the promise, the one that asks us to step forward, we see that he is the one who's going to accomplish it in us and through us. So they were like giants in the land and they came out going, we're like grasshoppers. But yet they forgot That this was the God that brought them out of Egypt with signs and wonders and miracles. This was the God who parted the Red Sea before them. This was the God that poured manna from heaven just so they could eat. This was the God that came as a cloud by day and a fire by night. And this is the same God that's here today in this house this morning. He's the one that will accomplish it in us and through us. But He's awakening promises in our heart. I believe He's awakening our spirits. He's awakening a hunger and a longing for more because there is so much more that He has for us. There is so much more that He is ready and waiting to pour out on us and He's awakening our spirits again to believe for more and to hunger for more and to have faith for more and to have courage to step out and believe for. Amen. So the Lord said to Moses to be strong and courageous. Sometimes it's about the promise that he speaks, but more times it's about knowing the one who speaks the promise. Every promise that God speaks is an invitation into relationship. It's an invitation when he says, you will lead these people, Joshua, into the land, be strong and courageous. It's an invitation for him to draw near to the Lord and to hear his voice. It's an invitation for him to draw near and to hear the heart of the Lord. You see, God often prepares us for the promised land by placing us in a desert land. (laughs) We often go through a season of desert experience in preparation for the promise and the fulfillment that God has. And I don't know about you, but being in the desert doesn't feel that nice. It's dry, it's hot, it's weary, and it's often lonely. But God teaches us in that place how to go deep in Him. God teaches us in that place who He is. We learn to hear His voice. We learn who we really are when we're tested. We learn what's really in us when we go through hard times and dry times. And all of that has one purpose, to lead us back to the heart of the Father. Because we know that we can't accomplish everything that we want to. We know that we're not enough. Even as a new mom back holding my little baby, I knew I'd do my best, but I knew I'd fall short. See, when we see what's really in us and when we see our weakness, God's heart in that is that it would lead us back to him so that he can fill us, that he can transform us, that he can strengthen us. So, it's about knowing his promise, but it's as much and even more about knowing the one who speaks the promise. When God spoke to Joshua about being strong and courageous, and I've studied this passage for a long time, he repeated that many times to Joshua. He knew that Joshua was going to need strength and courage to step in. Do you know, it's interesting to me that God often picks the people who have the least strength and courage. And then he breathes life into them and gives them the courage to do what he calls. If God's calling you to do something that takes courage, I want to let you know right now that he's not asking you to do it alone. That he's giving you the strength, that he's giving you the courage to step into that. I love when God speaks something and, and I, used to, I used to read this passage and go, Oh God, I, I don't have that level of strength. I don't have that courage. How can I do this? And I'd list off all of my non-qualifications to remind him of why I probably cannot do what he's asking me to do. But what I've realized is when God says something, the fresh anointing comes upon your life for the fulfillment of that. When God says, be strong and courageous, he's not asking you to muster up every last little fiber of strength that you can find. He's saying, I am your strength. I am your courage. I am the one who will be in you all that you need. God is giving us a strength. He's giving us a tenacity. He's giving us a new level of faith because I believe that we are yet to see a great outpouring of his spirit. I believe that there is so much more to come and he is positioning us for so much more. It's time to believe for more again and it's time to have strength and courage one thing that, that I know for me personally, when I, when I can feel that God is about to open something new in my life, one thing that the Lord often does in me is he does things inwardly before he does things outwardly. There's a passage that I shared with a staff, staff team, a gorgeous staff team on Wednesday morning in Proverbs 4, and it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. And that's been a passage that I just love. But you see, it's not talking about putting walls up around our heart to protect ourselves from everything that could hurt us in life. Because if we did that, we'd end up in a lonely little box, completely isolated and feeling very sorry for ourselves. (laughs) Because the truth is, is that we can be hurt left, right and centre in the world that we live in. It's a broken world. But what he's talking about here is above all else, guard your heart. He's talking to me about guarding my heart, my heart from disappointment, from discouragement, from unforgiveness, from bitterness, from judgment, from pride, from insecurity. Above all else, guard your heart, watch over your heart. These are the things that can affect us even more than what happens out there. (laughs) One of the books I'm reading at the moment, it says "Pain pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. We're all going to experience pain in our life, but it's what we do with that in our heart which is going to dictate the next seasons of our life. So God often does something in our heart inwardly before he does something outwardly. So if you are going through a few things right now, If you are going through some stuff inwardly, I am here to cheer you on and say you are in the right position for the next season of what you are about to step into. God is doing something in you because he is preparing you for what he has for you. And the truth is, is that he doesn't want us to carry into the next season the burdens and the the things of the past. He wants us to step in fresh. He wants us to step in with a new level of authority, a new, length, new level of strength and courage, and a new level of anointing. But sometimes these things need to be healed, and these things need to be freed in our heart before we can step in. So God says to Joshua in chapter 1, when he says, be strong and courageous, you're going to lead these people. Every place where your foot treads, I've given it to you. It's time to step into a new land. And he says to Joshua, meditate on my word. Hold on to my promises. Do not let this book depart from your mouth. Because when you meditate day and night, and when you're careful to do what's written in my word, God says to Joshua, then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have success. So when we take what God is speaking to us, when we take his promises, when we take his word, when we meditate it, when we apply it to our lives, that is the key to seeing the outward prosperity and success that the Lord is speaking to us about. That is the key. Meditate on my word. Apply it to your life. Then you will be prosperous and successful wherever you go. You see, this this book here, This word here, it's not just words on a page and it's not just stories from a distant time. This word is the very breath of God. And He actually wants to use it to do something and accomplish something in us and through us. And just like this book I'm reading, and just like when we read things in Scripture, it can be a double edged sword. It can cut between joint and marrow, between spirit and soul. It can convict us in the deepest places of our heart. But if we let God's word speak to us, if we let God's word do in us everything that he wants to do, we'll experience a level of blessing, a level of favor, a level of fruitfulness in our lives that I don't know about you, but I'm hungry for. I've got one life. I've got one little life. And I'm longing that my life be fruitful for my King. I've got one life to live and I don't want my life to be unfruitful. I don't want to be limited by my own stuff. I don't want to be limited by my own pain or the own difficult things I've been through. I want God to heal me and set me free so that I can carry even more for His glory. So when we read in in Scripture and it says, Do not judge so that you will not be judged. Why is he saying this? Because if we can apply this to our life, we will be prosperous and successful wherever we go. When he says to us in his word, forgive, and you will be forgiven, why is he saying it? Because he wants you to be prosperous and successful wherever you go. Everything he speaks in here, is out of the most incredible love you could ever comprehend or imagine. Is it always easy? No. (laughs) Is it often hard? Yes. But it comes with the greatest love you can ever comprehend. His word brings life. His truth brings life. And it's time for us to pick this up and to let him do in us what he needs to do in us so that we can see his glory pour out like never before. It's a new day. It's a new time. It's a new season. God has more for us. God has been preparing us for such a time as this, and I want to tell you, you are alive at this time for such a time as now. Now more than ever, we need the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. I read this week, actually I was listening to a podcast, and... You guys can stand if you like as I just finish up sharing this. I was listening to a podcast and the man preaching said, and this hit my heart, he said, if God as a perfect father allowed Jesus to suffer, if he as a perfect father allowed his son to be crucified and condemned and ridiculed and mocked, if he allowed Jesus to go through hard things, Why do we think he won't allow us to go through hard things? You see, he's a perfect father, but he sees more than we see. And he went on to say that God is more committed to our character than he is to our comfort. (laughs) Ouch, Jesus. (laughs) But he loves us. He has more for us. He longs for us to carry more of who He is. He longs for us to be prosperous and successful wherever we go. And He says, to get there, this is what you need to do. To see this fruit, this is what I want you to do. This is where I'm working. But it's time. Amen? It's time. I want to invite the worship team up this morning. Father, we thank You for what You're doing in our heart and in our lives. Father, we thank you that we are stepping out of a season where it's been a season where we've needed to stand our ground and stand firm through the storms, through the trials, through the ups and downs. in whatever way that's looked like for each and every one of us, we've had to stand firm and bunker down. But Lord, I thank you that you are leading us into a season where you are calling us to take new ground. Thank you that you are leading us into a season where it is time to take a hold of the promises of God and to step in and see the fulfilment of promises over our lives, over our families, over our city and our community and over this beautiful nation of Australia. And Father, if your eyes are looking for willing hearts, find us today, find us. Look upon our hearts. Look upon us, Father. As we say yes to you, we trust you, we want all that you have for us and more, and we can't accomplish it on our own, but we know we can do all things with you, through you and by you. So this morning, Father, we invite you to fall afresh upon our hearts, that you would continue to do an inward journey in our lives, so that we would see your glory shine in the outward journey of our lives. We open our hearts to you again, Lord, and we say, "Have your way in us. Shine your light upon us. Shine your love upon us. Touch us again with your presence in the deep places." the deep places of our heart, we ask you to come. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would do what only you can do in us. We ask again that you would open our hearts and our ears to hear the whispers of your voice, to have the courage again to take a hold of your promises, to take a hold of your voice, to have the faith to stand up and to step out again. Father, we ask that you would move upon our hearts this morning and that you would release fresh strength and fresh courage to get up again and to stand up again. Every time we might fall and every time we feel discouraged, lift us again, lift our hearts and lift our eyes to you. We thank you, Lord, for who you are, and we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for your love for each and every one of us, just like the love that we have for our beautiful children. The love that you have for us is beyond words, deeper and higher and further and wider than we could know or comprehend. A fierce love, a mighty love, a relentless love, That will not let us go. Will not let us go because you love us and you have more for us. You have more for us. So, Father, touch us this morning by your Spirit. Come by your Spirit. We say yes to you, Lord. We say yes to what you want to do in our hearts and in our lives. You can do more in one moment than we can do in a lifetime. And you want to do it in us. And you choose us to pour your spirit upon and to pour your spirit through. We say yes. We say yes. We say yes. We say yes. If you're looking for hungry hearts, Lord, this morning, we say yes. You're looking for willing hearts, we say, yes. We might have not much left, Lord. We might feel like we don't have much to offer, but we give you what we do have. And we ask that you would touch it and multiply it, just like you did the fish and the loaves. Multiply our little lives. For the glory of Jesus, that all may see and all may know, Touch us, Lord. Speak to us. Breathe upon us. Lord, release heaven upon us this morning. Release heaven. Yeah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Papa. Oh, we breathe you in, we breathe you in. We thank you, Lord, that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it is by your spirit. Uh, And we thank you that it's not dependent upon us accomplishing anything, and we are so grateful for that. (laughs) So I really feel this morning that the Lord just wants to touch some people and We're going to open the front for some prayer ministry. If you would like to come forward for healing, we invite you to come forward and our prayer team is going to come forward now. But I would love to pray for anyone this morning that is maybe carrying burdens in their heart or maybe pain from the past season. And I just want to pray for healing for you this morning, for the next season of your life. I just feel that there are people this morning and there are many of us who've been through a lot and are carrying a lot. And I just feel the Lord really wants to minister to that this morning, to minister hope, to minister strength, to minister fresh faith and courage and refreshing this morning. So if that's you, I want to invite you to come forward. And we're just going to wait for a few minutes upon the Lord as we pray. And the worship team is just going to worship. I just want to encourage you, just spend a few more minutes, just a few more minutes this morning, just fixing your eyes on Jesus, whether you're standing in your chair or whether you're coming forward. Our lives are so busy and we have so much happening from day to day. And it's just a precious gift to take a moment just to let the Lord fill us by his presence. And just breathe. And just breathe him in. So as the worship team worships this morning, just take a minute and just let the Lord touch you. Let him refresh you. Let him bless you. So Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your presence in our lives. We thank you that you are moving. We thank you, Lord, that you are touching us. We thank you that you are breathing upon us. We thank you that you are stirring in us, Lord, a longing for more because it's your heart for more in us. Well, we thank you for all that you've done and for all that you're doing in us, Lord. But we say, Lord, we're hungry for more. We say yes to you, Father. We say yes to what you have for us. We say yes to rising up again with strength and courage. We say yes to stepping out with faith. We say yes. And as we say yes, Father, we just ask that you would come by your Spirit and you would fill us saturate us, immerse us in your goodness until we're dripping in your grace and in your love and in your presence. Until we look like Jesus, sound like Jesus, walk like Jesus. Oh, Father, we say yes to whatever you want to do in us. We say yes. We say yes. And if we need to lay some things down, Lord, we lay them down. If we need to let go of some things, Lord, we let go this morning. We forgive where we need to forgive. We bless. We release. Thank you, Jesus. It's time. It's time. It's time. Jesus.